welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Hey Stu, welcome to Conveyancing Matters. What we're going to tell everybody about today is why we are doing this, what we're about, a little bit about us. But as Conveyancing Matters was your big idea first, come on mate, tell us what it's all about. Well, it was really just uh, a medium to get information out there about conveyancing and about the home moving process so more people had more access to, to more information. Yeah, now that's the, that's the proper answer. Now, come on, give us the real answer, Stu. We're both property experts. Loads of the stuff that's out there really, really gets on our nerves. So come on, what are we really hoping to do as well? Well, basically, just put a few people in their place, dispel a few rumours, um and uh hopefully get more business for the service yeah exactly i mean certainly what i want to try and do uh, with conveyancing matters to you is as you say to kind of put the record straight to be the voice of conveyancers i think there's lots of people out there who want to squash conveyancers and have only got negative things to say about conveyancers i mean what we do is an extremely difficult job so i quite like to fight the corner for conveyancers to be quite honest but also um I hope that what we're going to do is be of interest as well as to conveyances and the people we work with, uh, also to other firms, to other people in the property industry, but also to the home selling and buying public. So I hope we're going to have stuff to say to them as well. Yeah, Lorraine, I think you're completely right. On, on a deadly serious note, there is, is, is a lack of voice, I suppose, from, uh, from the conveyancing industry. We do come under a hell of a lot of pressure. It's a difficult job. I think sometimes people really forget that we're actually looking after everyone's best interests, trying to make sure that the dream home that they're buying isn't going to turn into a disaster. And, and that's a point that often gets forgot. Yeah, you're really right. I mean, I'll tell you one thing that, again, so much gets on my nerves. I've decided I have turned into Terry Wogan because just everything gets on my nerves. And I say, is it me a lot? But I certainly find, and something I say to the people I teach, is the minute you forget as a conveyancer, how stressful it is to move house. I don't think you should be doing it, actually. I don't think you should be doing the job. If you're prepared to leave the office at four o'clock on a Friday when you could exchange on something and give people the relaxed weekend of having exchanged, if you're not prepared to do that, genuinely speaking, I don't really think you should be doing the job. Um, so it, again, it's that trying to, when you asked me about it, it was actually trying to speak up for conveyances as much as anything. Um, but also, you know, sometimes we're rubbish. And I do think we need to acknowledge that as well. In fact, I'm sure we will. Most definitely. Not only that, I think there's problems within the conveyancing convan uh, industry, that there's areas that do need reform. There's loads to discuss. But I think the biggest sort of thought that the public um, and, and estate agents and other, other providers within the conveyancing sector and the home moving process, they often think that we're all just sitting there twiddling our thumbs and they don't realise that, that the level of due diligence that we have to go through, the hoops we jump through, and so on to fall. So to get that person into their property, it's no easy matter. And I think some of the things we can discuss over the weeks hopefully will, will show people that it's not an easy job. It's a difficult process at the best of times. Uh, and at the end of the day, most property lawyers, most of the time, are doing their best to get the best end result for that client. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So come on, Stu, what do you think? Might we, might we invite the odd guests? Do you think we might let someone join the party? I think as long as they're friendly and don't bite back, then I, I definitely think uh, the odd guest to come on to add a bit of value to give a, a you know a, the other side of the fence to the argument, so to speak. Yeah, it will definitely help out and, and make these more interesting. Yeah, 
good. Obviously, we're interested enough to do, quite frankly. Well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to blow our own trumpets, but there you go. I don't want anyone that's too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Or better looking. Oh, crumbs. I'm gone then. Bye. <laughs> so come on, Stu. Tell me, um, let's let people know a little bit about us to start with. Um, why did you end up doing this? Come on. Most right. people think <laughs> say, hey, want to do complaints and guys? Yeah, so when I was at school, um, I'd always dreamt of doing property law. Uh, obviously not. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And simply, it was one of those things that I, I virtually fell into. I toyed with the idea uh, of qualifying to be a solicitor. Um, I was m more interested in playing football, going fishing, all the more interesting things in life. And uh, I, I stumbled across a, a course to become a licensed conveyancer and decided to go down that route. Oh, okay. Well, I, um, what did I do? I did a law degree because I just felt as a woman, I hate to say this, don't want to sound like a woman, but <laughs> I felt it might be, it would be a good degree to have. I thought it would take me in more directions. Certainly when I was doing it, the careers advice was absolutely terrible. So even at uni, um, it was grim. So kind of a bit like you, I fell into becoming a lawyer sort of slightly by accident. Um, it, well, again, it wasn't a burning ambition. Um, and then, you know, why did I mean, probably the most serious question of all this is why did we end up becoming conveyancers, Stu? Why did I end up qualifying as a property solicitor? Well, um, because that was that was what my training contract offered. I ended up doing people. Loads of people do this. They don't end up in an area of law because they love it. They end up in an area of law because that's the job that's there for them. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, so a bit like you, but as far as slightly different route, I just sort of fell into it by accident, really. Um, and probably we found out now, probably we're, you know, are you any good at talking to people? What do you, what do you think, Stu? Uh, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. I, I'm, Dwayne, I'm really similar to yourself. When I was, I think it was 17, 18, um, I, I had no idea really what I wanted to do. I hadn't fully committed uh, to the law or anything like that. And as you do when you're that age, and, and bear in mind to any youngsters that might be listening or watching that, you know, this is sort of 23 years ago, I wrote to every single law firm in Essex, um, basically putting myself forward, asking whether they had any vacancies, training positions. And out of the hundreds, I must have wrote to a couple of hundred, one replied. Um, that one replied, went in for an interview, and it sort of fell into place from there. So there was no kind of grand design, no real plan. It just sort of naturally happened. And uh, sort of 23 years later, I am where I am kind of thing. I do I take it from that, Stu, that you managed to just sort of talk your way into the job? Because that's exactly how I got into my degree. Exactly I, what happened. Bluff yeah, my I, way, as, as in most things in life that I did, bluff my way through it. Um, talked a good talk. Um, made out that, you know, it was what I wanted to do. And, and at that stage, I had no idea. Um, but I must say that once I got the job uh, and started to sort of work, um, you know, within a conveyancing department, looking at files, looking at sort of things from a, a legal sort of standpoint, and then sort of, you know, relaying that to a practical point, I actually started to uh, enjoy it. And I think with conveyancing and with property law, it's one of those areas, isn't it, that people are looking forward to something. It's not like other areas of law where they're looking back, they've got a dispute or a matrimonial issue, you know, litigation, matrimonial, criminal. It's, a, it's something bad that's happened in the past, isn't it? 
Whereas with conveyancing, I can't think of any other areas of law where it's something good that's going to happen in the future, or fingers crossed. Well, I think that's interesting though, Stu, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, though, most people still don't, would prefer not to instruct a lawyer for anything. Most people don't want to interact with lawyers about anything. And lots of people begrudge paying lawyers whatever you're doing for them. And it's a strange irony, isn't it, that actually you've said, you know, we're trying to get people generally into their dream homes. That's what we're aiming for. But it's still after death and divorce. So, you know, the, the old cliche, the third most stressful thing that people do. Um, and I think probably what, you know, hopefully we're going to do on conveyancing matters, as you say, over the weeks and months, is, is kind of unpick and kind of talk about some of those stresses, recognise some of those stresses. And maybe hopefully, uh, you know, um, you know, suggest a, a few solutions. Because I have to say, one of the things that really gets on my nerves, and I've realised this is probably just going to be a forum where I just spend the whole time moaning about things that get on my nerves, but is actually people are really willing to criticise, but actually very few people are prepared to either put their heads above the parapet or try and come up with a, a workable solution. Lots of people can say, oh, well, that would work. Oh, why don't you do this? Well, actually, I don't do this because I'm busy trying to do everything else. Um, and I do think, therefore, trying to, um, as, you know, suggest solutions, suggest some quick wins, you know, help practitioners and clients, really, is one of the things I hope that, uh, that we can bring to the sort of conveyancing party, really, I must say. Yeah, well, hope, um, hopefully people can get value from it, whether it be, you know, a client that's in the middle of a home buying process or, or looking to move uh, or whether it be other lawyers that, uh, you know, are looking for ideas, starting up seasoned experts. Um, you know, I always like to think that, you know, we can learn from other people. And, and you know, whenever anybody new joins my practice, one of the first things I say to them is that there must be things that you did where you came from that are you know better a better process than what we currently do and, and if that's the case you must let me know because you know at the end of the day like any business we just want to improve um you know we want to offer a better service to our clients and and, and hopefully if we can get some points across um you know it will help not only people moving but 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 law firms in general as well yeah you see that's really interesting though Stu, because that's not an attitude lots of law firms have um, again, possibly due to the constraints within which they're working, I might say, but yep, lots yep. of firms don't want to uh, embrace change. Uh, and I feel perfectly able to say it from the position I, as one, um, that solicitors can, are some of the worst managers that I've ever come across. Um, uh, and as I say, I feel I can say that from that position, um, because people don't go into the law to manage people they you know they just end up doing it the further up the food chain i get and some of the rudest most unpleasant most least responsive people i've ever come across have been solicitors um and um again it's interesting to try to again sort of suggest solutions suggest ways forward and and try and sort of break down those barriers a bit really i'm quite happy for people to uh, to disagree if someone wants to um tell us we're talking a load of old cobblers i'd absolutely welcome the debate if anybody wants to come on and have a chat with us and challenge us, I'd, uh, I'd welcome the discussion because um, I think that's all quite healthy um, and, and positive, really. But as I say, I have to say, Stu, the sort of how can we improve because you've joined us. I've got to say, mate, you're in a bit of a, you're in a, bit of a minority there. <laughs> it's, it's probably the case. But, but, but sometimes I think one thing that people don't understand is, is, is the lawyer's perspective. And there are... Uh, 
at times and, and there are things that we maybe can't improve on. You know, people forget we have to do things in accordance with the law society's protocol. That's how our conveyancing transactions run. Um, you know, there are certain times where things can't be improved upon or things can't happen. You know, you can't run a law firm um, and, and look after the financials if you're doing X, Y, Z. There are reasons why we can't do things the way that the general public or, or estate agents or, or mortgage advisors, whatever, may think. So I, I won't be here just to champion change and I won't be here just to sort of sit on the fence and go along with it. You know, there are times when we have to do things in a certain way. Our regulation suggests that we have to do things in a certain way and, and there are reasons why we can't. You know, I, the weird thing is, it would massively suit us, wouldn't it, to get transactions through as quickly as possible. It would massively suit us not to raise inquiries. Now, we, we do this to protect the client and we have to operate in a certain way within yeah. our regulation. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. And of course, it's the sort of stream of regulation. And I think that's, um, that's actually what everybody forgets, really, the enormous amount of pressure. You know, um, the, um, you know, we are the kind of, you know, the last resort kind of part of the chain, really. And also, I think what people forget, Stu, is that we are largely the only insured part of the chain. And that's all about protection of the public. Um, and frankly, if other people want to you know, pick up that indemnity insurance tag, then I'm sure lots of us would be, you know, lots of us would be very happy for them to do that. But I've, so, I've, I've never heard any uh, property lawyer come out there and vocally talk about the levels of money that we have to pay for our insurance. Oh, it's extraordinary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And the level of regulation that we go through, the insurance that we have, um, you know, the panels that, that we sit on for lending purposes, it's all done at the end of the day to protect, you know, our clients. But that, that's what, you know, that's what it's there for. It's there to protect and it's there to protect if there's a problem. And that, I think, as I say, that's the thing that everybody forgets. It's all about uh, protection of the public. And it's all about this idea that, you know, we've got the knowledge and the public haven't, which sounds a bit patronising, but actually that's the view that our regulators have taken over the years. And quite rightly, you know, the idea is that clients shouldn't suffer loss at the hands of their lawyers. Um, so, you know, uh, there's, and as you say, therefore, there's loads that goes with that, Stu. So before we draw this last conveyancing matters to a close, this, uh, uh, or before we draw this first conveyancing matter to a close, um, come on then, Stu, what about something about you that people don't know something interesting something a little bit different uh there's unfortunately there's not much that's interesting um <laughs> my hobbies include fishing um greyhounds um i used to be one of the biggest owners of of, of greyhounds in the uk um <laughs> used to run that alongside the conveyancing so that's something a bit different that people might not know uh support tottenham for my sins so before i get too much abuse we won't bring that up again but uh, what about yourself? Come on, there must be something really interesting you can tell us then. Yeah, do you know, it's so interesting and so deep-seated, Stu. I can't actually think of it. I can honestly say... What really a load of rubbish, come on. <laughs> I just don't do anything. Well, I like going to the cinema, but I've not been able to do that. I like um, seeing my friends, but I've not been able to do that. Uh, and I like going out for meals. Um, uh, but of course you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, obviously I've not been able to do that, but I have been able to um, eat biscuits in lockdown instead. Why not? Why not? Well, today's the first time I've put a shirt on 
must be for three months. As you can tell, I'm only sort of, you know, letting the top half be visible because the bottom half is not a pleasant sight. No, well, I've just become, actually, I, I became a complete lockdown slut, really, because, you know, shirt with a hole in, jeans with holes in, no socks. My feet have just disappeared. I can't get in any shoes now. Um, and I didn't try and put proper clothes on because I'm not going to be able to get into them, really. But, um, well... I think we should probably close that there. I hope that's given people a little bit of a flavour about you and me, Stu. So yep. hopefully we'll look forward to seeing more people uh, for the next Conveyance of Matters. Right. Um.